This is Because I Said So, parenting advice with love and leadership from the nation's leading parenting expert, John Roseman, syndicated columnist, author, conference speaker, and the only psychologist to point out that psychology has caused more problems than it has solved. From American Family Radio, here's your host, John Roseman. Hello and welcome to another, hopefully anyway, exciting episode of Because I Said So. I'm your host, John Roseman, and remember, the program is broadcast every Saturday afternoon on American Family Radio at 6 o'clock Eastern Time, 5 o'clock Central, and so on and so forth from there. The program is nominally, for those of you who are just uh, joining us, uh, the program is nominally, anyway, about the issue of parenting, but over the last couple of years, uh, since I've been doing the program for American Family um, I've branched out into some other topic areas that are uh, related to the subject of parenting, but some people may think that the relationship is rather tenuous at best. One of the things that I've been dealing with over the past uh, couple of months uh, was uh, provoked, if you will, by an email that I received from a fellow who attends a church, a large evangelical church, a rather famous church, as a matter of fact. Um, we, we do have famous churches in America these days. Uh, and uh, he reported to me, truthfully, it turns out, that uh, there is a psychiatrist on staff at this church, and the psychiatrist prescribes psychiatric medications for um, people in the congregation of the church who come to see him complaining of depression, anxiety, phobias, and so on and so forth. And the rather noted pastor of this church, according to this fellow, has uh, even promoted the use of psychiatric medication from the pulpit. Now, uh, I am a psychologist. Again, for those of you who are not as familiar as others with the show, I am a psychologist. I'm licensed by the North Carolina Psychology Board. I am the self-proclaimed anti-psychologist. I am a heretic. I am an outlier in my field. My psychology board, the North Carolina Psychology Board, uh, indeed regrets the day they ever gave me a license because I believe psychology and psychiatry are bogus professions. They pretend to be sciences. They are not sciences. They are ideologies. They are worldviews, or more accurately, they are human views. They consist of sets of theories concerning human nature, what makes us tick. No psychological or psychiatric theory concerning human nature has ever been proven true. And I say over and over and over again to my audiences across the country, uh, mostly in churches, that uh, psychology and psychiatry have caused more problems for the American child, parent, family, school, community, and culture than those people even know how to solve. So anyway, I've said uh, several things. Number one, uh, and they are factual, uh, that uh, psychiatric diagnoses, as found in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, that's what it's called, the DSM, 
the latest edition is 5, the DSM-5, uh, those diagnoses are not realities. They do not reflect, uh, despite the claims uh, of psychiatrists, they do not reflect any verifiable physiological or neurological condition or malfunction. Uh, there is no such thing as a biochemical imbalance. That is a myth. It is a complete fabrication. Uh, no psychological therapy has ever been proven to be reliably effective. It has been demonstrated that uh, people with high school educations, uh, not all, but, but many, uh, give uh, uh, advice concerning problems of living that is every bit as good as the advice given by people with PhDs in psychology. No psychiatric medication has ever reliably outperformed a placebo, which means that these medications are effectively placebos, expensive placebos with dangerous side effects. I have said there is no such thing as a Christian psychologist because Christianity, a Christian or a biblical worldview, and a psychological worldview taken from a psychologist are 180 degrees removed from one another. You cannot blend them into any sort of functional hybrid so anyway, I've uh, issued a challenge, and I issued the challenge two, uh, two months ago, nearly eight weeks ago. It may be even more than eight weeks ago now, uh, to the effect that if anyone in the mental health professions out there, or in any profession uh, for that matter, or anyone uh, at all, whether they are professionals or not, can prove to me that I am wrong about anything I've just said, please write me. And uh, if you are correct, and I am an intellectually honest individual, I will tell you that. Uh, all of my friends will verify that. My pastor, uh, Scott Gleason at Tabernacle Baptist Church in New Bern, North Carolina, will verify that. I am an intellectually honest person. If you can send me proof that I am wrong concerning anything I have said about psychology, psychiatry, psychological medication, psychiatric medications, uh, the issue of Christian psychology, um, and so on and so forth. If you can send me proof that I am wrong, I will issue a public mea culpa vis-a-vis uh, -vis this radio program. It has been eight weeks or more than eight weeks, and no one has responded to the challenge. And by the way, according to the fellow whose email prompted uh, this subject, uh, both the pastor and the psychiatrist in question at the church in question are aware and, at least in the case of the psychiatrist, have listened to several of these radio programs in which I have discussed, aired these issues, and I have not even heard from them. So... Uh, you know, uh, until I do, I will assume uh, that I am uh, speaking truth. But uh, in fact, I did receive an email this past week from an engineer who has asked me not to identify him any more specifically than that. And he takes issue with some of the things I've said. I'm going to read you some of his email anyway. He says, Dear John, I've been and remain a listener of your show for the past two years. Well, thank you very much. I share your perspective on how today's parents seem overwhelmed for no good reason and 
parenting is now seen as a full-time job. In other words, he does not believe, nor do I, that the raising of children is, by virtue of anything having to do with children, overwhelming, exhausting, you know, infuriating, whatever other (laughs) terminologies you might apply to that. Um, I think people with good common sense and who are in touch with God's instructions concerning the raising of his children will do a fine job of it uh, and and, uh, and will find ultimately that it is a rather pleasurable part-time job. He says, uh, he goes on to say, in your recent uh, episodes, you claim that psychology and psychiatry are constructs with no evidence to back them up and should be dismissed. Well, actually, I've never said that about psychology or psychiatry. I say that about psychiatric diagnoses. They are constructs. Uh, They, psychiatric diagnoses, as found in the DSM-5, do not reflect biological realities. Cancer, for example, is a reality. It can be demonstrated that tumors exist. Uh, Depression is not a reality. No one has ever demonstrated the biochemical imbalance that supposedly causes depression. No one has ever proven that any biological condition underlies any psychiatric diagnosis. Uh, So he uh, goes on to say, constructs are all around them, and we use them because they work. They allow us to make accurate predictions. For example, in the 19th century, the atom was a construct, and it was revised over the years, yet no one could see or measure an atom. And that's true to this day. No one's ever seen an atom. Uh, The theory of relativity is also a construct in this day, but it allows us to make predictions and build new technologies using it. I would argue that the same holds true for the many diagnoses proposed by psychology and psychiatry. When someone receives a diagnosis of ADHD, for example, It means that this person's behavior follows the theory for ADHD in in an explainable and predictable manner. Predictable manner. Just like a falling rock follows the Newton theory of mechanics. Okay, well, my response to that, you're using the word prediction in two different ways. In the case of the theory of relativity, the theory of relativity predicts certain things. The things in question uh, have been verified. Uh, The theory of relativity, therefore, has been confirmed. It is no longer a theory, although that's what we call it to this day. It is a truth. Uh, Moreover, concerning your reference to a diagnosis of ADHD, and your contention that it predicts something, no, a diagnosis of ADHD uh, predicts nothing. Uh, You say it predicts behavior. No, it doesn't. The behavior already existed. The behavior led to the diagnosis. To say that the diagnosis now predicts the behavior is to begin going around in circles. Uh, No disrespect intended But that's faulty reasoning. So then he says, my wife, for example, has narcissistic personality disorder. No one knows what causes this disorder, but the diagnosis works. 
Once I found out that she had this disorder, it allowed me to predict her behavior and prepare for it. It gave me tools to cope with her such that I did not get sucked into her manipulation, etc., etc. And we'll come back and we'll discuss that provocative issue in just a moment. Hope you stay tuned. More to come. So welcome back to the show. Um, today I'm uh, I'm I'm discussing uh, an email that I received from a longtime listener. Uh, he's a regular listener. He's been a listener for the last two years. Who is taking issue with some of the things concerning psychiatry, psychology, psychiatric diagnoses, psychiatric medications, the issue of Christian psychology. Uh, uh, I've said uh, a lot of things, controversial things about these subjects over the last eight weeks. And this fellow is taking uh, some issue with uh, some of the things that I have said. He, uh, in his email, he says, uh, to pick up where we left off, my wife has narcissistic personality disorder. No one knows what causes this disorder, but the diagnosis works. Once I found out that she had this disorder, It allowed me to predict her behavior and prepare for it. It gave me tools to cope with her such that I didn't get sucked into her manipulation and so on and so forth. Okay, so my response. Being given tools with which to deal successfully with your wife's narcissistic behavior doesn't verify that her behavior has a physiological cause. Now, see, I'm saying this because this is the claim made by psychiatry that all of these diagnoses in the DSM are related to biological, neurological, physiological malfunctions, dysfunctions of some sort. The term most often associated with this is the term biochemical imbalance. Another term that's being used now is brain differences. And and by the way, people have asked me about this brain difference research. And folks, I mean, without going into the bogus science behind this stuff, Uh, It's ridiculous. Uh, Let me just tell you that a major league baseball pitcher, uh, if his brain was scanned, uh, or if all the brains of all major league pitchers were scanned, it would be found that on average, major league baseball pitchers have brain differences relative to the brains of people who are not major league baseball pitchers. Uh, But, you know, uh, folks, behavior causes changes in the brain. That is a fact. What these people are trying to say is that changes in the brain cause the behavior. No, that, that's not true. And they know it. They're just trying to uh, make a case for the validity of their profession that will allow them to continue the monopoly that they claim over the treatment of these, uh, these issues. So let me go on to say, you know, that narcissism is not a biological issue. It's a spiritual problem. It's a form of idolatry, specifically self-idolatry, self-worship. Therefore, narcissism is a form of rebellion against God. To claim 
that rebellion against God can be treated by a profession that is fundamentally atheistic is absurd. Folks, take it from me, a psychologist. Psychiatry and psychology, the mental health professions in general, are the most atheistic professions in America. To claim that rebellion against God can be treated with drugs is absurd. And the same is true of depression, whatever. Depression is a spiritual issue. People who are depressed are not placing their full trust in the Lord. They are not placing the the fact that they don't place full trust in the Lord is also a form of rebellion. It is a denial of God's sovereignty. To claim that an atheistic profession, the theories of which are all based on atheistic assumptions, can cure a state of denial of God's of God's excuse me sovereignty is absurd. To claim that drugs can cure a state of denial of God's sovereignty is absurd. Sorry about my congestion there. Furthermore, it doesn't take a psychiatrist or a psychologist to tell someone how to deal with a narcissist. Anyone with a modicum of common sense can tell you how to deal with a narcissist. To wit, don't get into a relationship with one. And if you're already in a relationship with one, get out. If you're married with to one and you believe in the sanctity of marriage, then get the person into biblical counseling. Again, narcissism Narcissism is a form of rebellion against God. The only treatment for that is God. Okay, so back to atomic theory and the theory of relativity. Because it's an interesting point that the fellow raised. Those theories, as I've already said, have been verified by the accuracy of predictions that have been made on their basis. So they're not constructs as I'm using the term. Although an atom has never been seen, the existence of the atom has been proven. The theory of relativity has generated numerous predictions, all of which have been verified. Therefore, the theory of relativity, again, although still called a theory, has crossed over into the realm of fact. Both of those, uh, you know, we'll call them theories, describe how God constructed the universe. They are his materials in the form of atoms, and they are his math in the form of the theory of relativity. They are facts. By contrast, however, psychiatric diagnoses are no more factual today than they were when any one of them was first proposed. They have no predictive value. Every attempt to find a biological or neurological mechanism or dysfunction that would explain the behaviors associated with any psychiatric diagnosis has failed, and miserably so. Concerning your wife and her diagnosis of narcissistic personality disorder, you say in your email that, quote, once I knew her diagnosis, I was able to predict her behavior and prepare for it. With all respect, A psychiatric diagnosis does not allow for predictions. Living with your wife for a period of time should have led you to the ability to predict her behavior in certain situations. She was likely to behave in certain ways given certain situations, certain circumstances. Living with your wife for a period of time allowed you to begin predicting her behavior. Her diagnosis did not predict anything. It merely described what was already happening or gave a label to it. It didn't really describe it. As opposed to psychiatric diagnoses, which are merely, 
you know, labels pertaining to a set of behaviors, a valid medical diagnosis is in fact predictive. For example, a diagnosis of a certain cancer predicts the individual's chance of survival. That diagnosis also determines the manner in which doctors will treat the individual. The treatments in question have been proven to either increase the person's chance of survival, increase the time the person in question has to live, or to actually cure the type of cancer in question. That's because medicine in the 21st century is a science. It wasn't, you know, five centuries ago, but it is today. No psychological therapy has ever been proven reliably effective at curing or even reducing the symptoms of any psychiatric diagnosis. That's a fact. No psychiatric medicine has ever reliably outperformed a placebo in clinical trials. None. That means that psychiatric medications are, in effect, expensive placebos with side effects. I keep saying that. And if a listener is saying something along the lines of, but John, I was depressed and I took uh, whatever, uh, psychiatric medication and I got a lot better, you're not understanding what I'm saying. Listen carefully. If a drug does not reliably outperform a placebo in clinical trials, and that's uh, that's true of all psychiatric medications, then its effectiveness is equal to that of a placebo which means that it is, in effect, a placebo. When it comes to psychiatric diagnoses, because they are constructs and not biological realities, placebos often alleviate the symptoms in question or even eliminate them completely. Placebos work on psychiatric diagnoses. However, they do not work on verifiable biological disease states like cancer, Placebos do not shrink tumors. Placebos do not cure pneumonia. Placebos do not heal torn cartilage. A further difference between atomic theory and the theory of relativity and psychiatric diagnoses is this. Atomic theory and the theory of relativity are not picking anyone's pocket. The notion that depression is caused by a biochemical imbalance, a claim that's never been proven and will never be proven, Because there is no way of measuring biological balance. Therefore, there's no way that someone can claim that someone else has a biochemical imbalance. But the notion that depression is caused by a biochemical imbalance causes people to purchase therapies that don't work reliably and purchase drugs that are nothing but expensive placebos with side effects. These diagnoses as opposed to atomic theory and the theory of relativity, enrich the people who are dispensing them. Furthermore, the drugs given to supposedly treat these diagnoses, like depression, have side effects. I've already said that, but I'll say it again. These side effects do harm to people. Some of these drugs are associated with a much higher risk of suicide, for example. And in that regard... It is interesting, fascinating, and very troubling to mention that as the drugging of teenagers for various psychiatric maladies has increased, so has the teen suicide rate. In the past seven years, 
the teen suicide rate for girls has nearly doubled, as has the number of girls, teenage girls, who are on taking psychiatric medications. Atomic theory and the theory of relativity are not dangerous. This is my final word on the subject. They do not pose risks to the health of people who believe in them. Well, I hope you enjoyed the show. We're right up against the end of it. it it's the fastest half hour in my life. Hope you uh, will join us next week on American Family Radio, 6 o'clock Eastern on Saturday, 5 o'clock Central. And if you don't catch it on AFR, you can catch it as a uh, podcast through my website at johnroseman.com. God bless all of you. Take care and have a, a happy, happy, happy Happy, happy, I won't say holiday, even though that's alliterative, Christmas and New Year's. Bye-bye.